You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk. Here are Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Back here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk, powered by Larry King Law. Engineer and accident, you know who to call, 757-I-N-J-U-R-E-D. For Larry King with the coach, Ed Young, I am Matt Hedfield. And Ed, we've got a special guest on the line, a guy you've battled with over the years here in Suffolk, and he's got a team that is capable of winning another state championship. They won it during the COVID-shortened season, fell in the state semis to Verona a year ago, and last night doubled up Heritage 84-42 to in the Region 4A final in Newport News. That means they won their region playoff games by 31 points, 35 and 42. We say good morning and congrats to Coach Rick Height. Well, it's never a bad thing when you win a region championship and you double up the other team. Uh, Coach, had to feel good about that one last night. No, I did. First, let me say good morning, Matt. Appreciate you having me. Uh, Good morning, Coach. And again, congrats on the 500-plus wins. Uh, Yeah, no, guys, just, uh, you know, we came ready to play. Uh, We've been, we played the whole region tournament, ready to go, and, uh, you know, we got after them last night. Last night. Well, your team has been able to get it done. Uh, I was, in fact, I was talking with our, our pal Larry Obama from the Pilot a few weeks back, and I know he's documented. I've documented as well that you know the margin of victory you've had against Southeastern District opponents is record-setting. I mean, it stacks up with teams like Kings Fork had years ago with Jaquan Parker and Devonte Gardner, even Ed's great teams with Andre Jones and Nick Wright back in the day, and others in Southeastern District lore. At this point of the season, you're 21 and three, if I'm not mistaken. Are you better offensively or defensively? Uh, I, I think uh, you know we found we found our groove a bit as we talked about offensively. You know, with with a little bit of a lineup change, but I think again, you know, defensively we have so many interchangeable parts, guys willing to uh, you know lay it on the line for the team. So I, I, the answer will probably be: I think we're better defensively. How has this team changed from start of the year to middle of the season and now as you go into the state tournament where you're just three wins away from that ultimate prize? You know, we're taking it one one game at a time, but I think, you know, early on, uh, the guys had to find out who who they were as a team. I knew we would have a lot of guys back, a lot of experience, but just trying to find out what role will be their role and and guys, you know, guys had to buy in And, and I thought they did and, you know, I think, we got a good blend of veteran leadership uh, with Caleb, Ryan, Sam, Bryson, and then the young guys, Boston, Jeremiah, Elijah Walker, Zion. They 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 figured out that you know for us to go where we need to go, that they play a huge role in that. Hey Rick, uh, Ed Ed Young here, and I appreciate you uh, on the congrats on the five hundred net. Um, I wish I wish we could have got uh, two more against that Kings fourteen, but. You would have nothing of that, so I understand all that part. But having a chance to go up against you guys up close and personal and have to scout you and have to game plan for you, the thing that hurts our guys is you you really come at people uh, from the from the get-go. I mean, really in your face. Matt asked you about offense, defense, and, and I find it ironic that you say, well, I think we've gotten a little bit better defensively because – I overlook a lot of times your scoring abilities because I have to be so worried about your defensive pressure that comes out to you. When you establish in your, your team, your program, is that mm-hmm. something that you right off the bat 
go right into, and then let's get into our offense. Because your defense creates a lot of your offense. For, for sure. And, and people that want to know, well, you know, i got to play Kingsport, Ohio's Kingsport. I just simply tell them they're coming at you hard. I'm not going to give you any set plays or whatever they do because they score so much off their defense that you're back playing the whole doggone game. No, that that is that is kind of our, our style. It's kind of been how I've uh, coached. Uh, this year, it, it really – I talk about this all the time, Coach, that like our practices look just like that. Our, our group one, group two, group three matchups, <clears throat> excuse me, are just – they're brutal. It's an it's, it's a all-out – war defensively and, and and it does create a lot of offense for us and you know I, I like to think that we you know we run good stuff but I, I do think it, it predicates on getting stops getting out into into transition and uh you know playing playing with a lot of guys and a lot of pace well and I don't mistake me what I'm saying about your offense because that's something you have as a coach that has to game plan against you you have so many weapons in a half court situation because teams will say, well, I guess you got you got to make a play half court. I said, well, you better have six defenders because they can score. And when they bring somebody off the bench, they can score. And and attribute to you as, as a coach that's coaching talent, your kids, you know, I don't see any selfishness. They really, they'll pass the ball where it needs to be. They, they play to their roles well, and I think that's a credit to you. Because, you know, a lot of times people will say, well, a team's really, they're just really talented. And I like, so you don't want to give a coach any credit. And I think in your situation, Number one, you get them to play really hard and in people's face. And then number two, in a half-court situation, you have a lot of weapons with the stuff you run. you got to run that double that double cut through, that pop out on the weak side. I, I know it's there. I just sometimes can't defend it with the people I want to defend it with. But, again, I, I just think it's a great job in, in terms of getting all your kids into their roles. No, I appreciate that. Uh, and, and, you know, I think uh... – Something that's overlooked with the group too. I think they just got they got a high IQ. They're really smart, smart, bright kids. If you you know look into their GPAs, they they take a lot of information and process it very well. So you know, as a coach, I, I'm fortunate. I'm blessed for sure that uh, kids don't even realize how much they're doing. They just do it. So uh, again, I'm 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 super blessed by that. Couple minutes here with Rick Heighton, head boys basketball coach of the Kings Fork Bulldogs, who won another region championship last night, defeating Heritage 84 to 42. They'll take on the runner-up from Region 4B in the state quarterfinals, whereas Heritage will travel to the Region 4B champion. Veronica and Matoka set to square off in that region final coming up on Monday night. And I believe the state quarters for you, coach, will start. Is it Friday night? Friday is what I was told. Yeah. Okay, is that going to be at your gym, or are you not sure yet where that'll be? I'm not sure, but it'll be. Should be in our region somewhere. Okay. I I never know what's going on. Yeah, I mean we all been talking about all season a possible rematch with Verona, who ended your season a year ago. I know you're good friends with uh, Kenneth Randolph there. Boom, uh, the coach at Verona, and uh, that was at their place. Hopefully, it'll be at your place this time for the rematch in the state semis. But I want to get your take on this. I'm sure Ed will chime in as well. There's been a lot of fodder on social media. I'm sure you you don't maybe get on there much, but people send you stuff about different how the regions are and how this format is. As a, as a coach who's been successful both at Petersburg and now at Kings Fork, what's your feeling on how things are configured? Because people like to they say all the time, man, I'd like to see a Kings Fork Menchville showdown or a Kings Fork yeah, Hayfield, John sure. Marshall. What's your feeling on how this is and just the differences from region to region, classification to classification? Yeah. And what would you like to see changed or addressed? Matt, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm. I liked it when it was three classifications. You had to you had to go through everybody. You played district tournaments, and you got you got a champion. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm. You play at neutral sites 
possibly quarters, semis, finals, and you try to get a champion. That's I'm never wavering on that. That's that's what I like to see, you know. But again, uh, I'm I'm a small small fish to this thing. But if I had it that way, I think you should play everybody. Sure, and I know Ed's big thing is you all as coaches would love to have more input in the situation. Pretty much, you all are helpless and told what's going to happen at this point, right? Yeah, that's how I go. Yeah, that's how I go. Well, um, Ed, you got a thought on that? Well, or? No, and in, in, in deference to what Rick is saying, I keep telling people, I said this last night to Scope, and again, in, in the hospitality room banner is, Coach, why can't we go back to single A, double, triple A? And I, my comment was very blunt. It will never happen. It's not going to happen. Powers to be do not want it to happen. There's a ton of schools that don't want it to happen. Me personally, brought up with the idea of single A, double A, triple A. I don't mind it. But I'm also sitting back looking and saying, well, if you're going to have state champions in six classifications with other sports, why would you make basketball the exception? I don't think that's correct. And do I think any of those champions at any of those six champions are shortchanged? A single A champion to me is the same as a six A. These people have this mindset. Well, John Marshall should not be playing two A there. They would destroy most of the six A's. I said, it has nothing to do with the talent on the floor. It's the enrollment. That's what you're going by enrollment. If you went by talent on the floor, you'd be changing every single year. Rick's team, Kings Fork, would be a 6A, 7A team, 8A team every year. That's how good they are. I understand all that. But those powers to be, Rick won't do it. But I'm like you and like Matt just said. It's disheartening that we as coaches have no say whatsoever in how this goes. And who does it truly affect the most? I say it's the coaches. It doesn't affect principals and ADs much other than the fact that they want to see their teams win titles and, and move on. I get that. But it affects the coaches, I think, more so. We just don't get it. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think, you know, for me, the it, the, the thing that the single A, double A, triple A, it just gave us – you just knew what it was. Yes. And I think, for me, you know, for me, I'm, I'm not – you know, knocking the six champions. I just, it was just so much consistency and that if they found consistency that and, and have more coaches input, I'll be all for it. Cause I get it. It's, it's, it's ever changing, but I just feel like it's, you know, the consistency is all over the place right now. Maybe, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but you know, that's just you know, my thought. Now, Rick, I think you hit a good point there, but I think the inconsistency is the regional level. I think there's where our situation is, and it's two things. Regional level, like you guys, Region 4, I asked, was asked this last night. How come Region 4 is not at the scope? I said, that's yeah. a money situation. Region 4 doesn't want to pay the money. This is what I'm guessing. If I'm wrong, yeah. people call yeah. in and tell me. Region 4 doesn't want to pay for the rental scope. And, all. and I get that. I get that. It's okay. But it's an inconsistency now. Now, the state level, the matchups. You know, Kings Fork, Verona, first round of state's a joke. Well, semifinals. It's, it's, semifinal. it's a joke. Yeah. Those two type of teams should be meeting in the finals. So I say, reseed it. Oh, we can't do that. Here's what the higher-ups tell me. Ed, you can't do that. How are we going to know this team is actually better than that team? And you have, I said, then have a room. Have the coaches do it. Let the coaches go in a room and battle and reseed. They do a committee for the NCAA tournament. They could do that yeah. for the state tournament for basketball. Now, we'll see. Now, the right. There'll be a whole lot of cussing sure. and fussing in that room, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, you'll come out with a better matchup than what we have now. No, I agree. I agree. I, I, I hope somebody listening. <laughs> Last one for you, Coach. I know a couple years back you got a chance to uh, win a state championship. It was a COVID short one where you were co-champs with Manor out of Portsmouth. I know this is the final ride for your son, Ryan, who's a senior. you got a daughter, by the way, who I believe is a freshman. Um, how special would it be for you and your family to get a chance to get that ring at VCU and uh, you and Ryan embrace this time as opposed to having the COVID ring from a couple years ago? No, you know, it's uh, 
as a family is something that we 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 discuss but you know I, we don't lose sight of just this whole this whole experience I, you know a lot a lot of people get to experience it and you know win lose or draw is is something that I'm uh, I find to be an amazing ride I've got great support from my wife from my mother-in-law entire family Kingsport it it it'd be it'd be a uh, it'd be amazing experience to to get there both as, as a coach and as a dad, but you know, at the end of the day, it's a lot of work to be done, and uh, you know, I'm pulling for our girls for sure, and uh, we'll see what happens. Well, you got a great family and uh, fan support from that base over there, and a lot of people rooting for you in the seven five seven as you get ready for the state tournament. Even your rival from Nans River, Ed, here is pulling for the Bulldogs now as you go into the state playoffs. Like, coach, all the best. We'll look forward to seeing you down the road, and hopefully, get a chance to call you in that state championship game at VCU. Appreciate you guys. Good, Good luck, coach. Rick. That is Rick Height, head boys basketball coach of the Kingsport Bulldogs with us here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk. It might be one of the more underrated coaches around, Ed, because as you know, coaches that are always at the top, we talk about the ones that win consistently all the time, whether it be you know Dwight Robinson at Lansdowne, Brandon Plummer at Maury. Uh, you fill in the blank what coach it is on, on the public private school scene. Mark Hall, Kate Penry, Bobby Steinberg's doing a great job, but... Uh, Catholic this year on a long winning streak of almost 30 in a row now as they get ready to play uh, Peninsula Catholic, I believe it is, in the TCIS final tonight over at uh, HRA. Uh, you know, Heights had King's Fork since he's come here consistently at the top or near the top every year. He does a great job. I mean, again, I got a plan for him. I got a scout. Uh, I got to make adjustments on the sideline when we play them. Um, he does a great job. And again, some coaches get slighted because they have talent. Well, they should when they have talent. And I'll be the first one to say that. If you have talent, you should win. Uh, when I got talent, I should win. But Rick does a really good job at that, that the level he gets his kids to play and how he gets talented kids to buy in. There's not a whole lot of coaches can do that. Now, there's a lot of coaches in this area cannot do that, let alone across the state. And, and, and Rick, like I said, not just because I play him and i got to face him twice every year. He's, he's very good at what he does. I definitely bring the intensity and energy. We'll come with some energy ourselves for the final segment coming up as we'll go through some playoff brackets. Playoffs next on 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk. Here are Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Not Ed Young. What you doing, Ed Young? Oh, that was our buddy Daryl from uh, the other night at Norview when he heckled you, I'm sure. It is 757. Uh-oh. He gave me the hex when he walked he in. He gave you the hex? As soon as he walked in, oh. he gave me the hex. He, he kept walking. I Did wanted he wave the foam finger at you? He waved his fingers back towards me. He put the arm out. Kept going straight ahead, put the hex on me. I, oh, I was doomed. Yeah, he's the super fan of Maury Dino. It's like like our buddy Keith. Everybody's got a super fan. He's the he is. The, we love Daryl, by the way, at Maury. He got himself a Virginia Preps Classic T-shirt. It is seven five seven Saturday Sports Talk, powered by Larry King Law. Engineer and accent. You call seven five seven I N J U R E D for Larry King. And uh, Ed has been fascinated by spinning the wheel. In fact, you know he just spun the wheel during break and said, "You're getting Bryce Young. The Bears are so Justin Fields is going to his Raiders, and you're getting Bryce Young. Whether you like it or not." Well, that was, uh, the the world according to Ed Young. Yeah, it's, his wheel. it's um, two first round picks and a couple other bums that don't play hard for the Raiders. Bums for Fields. I I I would do it if you know, I'm the Bears. I'd do it. There's been a lot of speculation of will they trade him. I think. I don't think they're going to trade him, but I think they're going to do something with that number one pick and stockpile some more draft picks. Yeah, deal it. Get some more. I agree. Get some linemen, some some targets for Fields or whoever's playing quarterback. I mean, they got right? a lot of holes on that yes. team. I mean, if yeah, you so. watched them play last season, there's a lot of holes. I'll tell you what. Well, Ed, you can take this wheel with you if you want. No, you can't. It's got to stay here. 
Got to stay here. All right, let's go through some high school hoops playoff brackets from last night's games and where everything is happening across the 757 and beyond here. As we haven't done this all morning long, we had Jeff Jones on the show. We had from Old Dominion, got his 200th win with the Monarchs. We had on Andrew Jones of Tar Hill Illustrated, the UNC rival site, to chat about UNC, UVA, and the ACC, as well as Rick Height of Kings Fork. If you missed any of that or want to hear the program again, you can do so later on today on our podcast page on ESPN Radio. 941.com. It is Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. And Ed, we'll go from the top down to the bottom in Class 6 Region A. On the boys' side, it's Oscar Smith, 23-1, playing Lancetown, the number three seed overall. Oscar Smith, the number one seed overall. Lancetown at 19-5. It is going to be the fifth playoff meeting between Dwight Robinson's Eagles and LeVar Griffin's Tigers. Robinson is 4-0 in the postseason against Griffin. This game will be Monday night at 6 o'clock at the scope for the region championship. I picked Manchester to uh, actually, I picked Oscar Smith to beat Manchester in the region final before the tournament started. Lancetown beat Manchester 66-47 in Wednesday semis, while Smith beat Cosby 50-36. Smith had to rally in both its quarterfinal and semifinal games with Grassfield and Cosby. Got a hunch Lancetown just had their number and might get them again here. Even with two freshmen in the starting lineup, I think their defense can make this a tight game. And one thing we've learned with these two get together, it's taken overtime, double overtime. It's always good under the wire. So I think it'll be a game decided by two possessions or less. Yeah, it should definitely be close. Um, I kind of feel I haven't really seen a whole lot of Lancetown. I think across the board, Smith's a little bit more talented. And if they could get get uh, big boy uh, involved, um, stag inside and get him the ball and hit those outside shots, I think they give Lancetown a problem. But every time I hear the word Dwight Robinson or Lancetown, defense. And and they always say at this level, defense is going to win games. And, and, and Dwight does a real good job of picking out people's weaknesses. And and he's, he's a master at that. And I can see Lancetown winning this. But it's I still say it should be a close game. Remember, a few years ago, it was a rematch when they played. Lancetown won the region. Then they won in double overtime in the state semis on their way to their first state championship, beating Lake Braddock in the final at VCU. And again, we called on the NFHS Network. I don't know that it'll be a rematch this time because the region champion out of 6B is Patriot, who's 25-3. and He's played a tough schedule under Coach Sherman Rivers. They beat Forest Park 68-48 to in the region final. The winner of Smith-Lancetown gets to host Forest Park. The loser has to go to Noakesville to play Patriot. That is no easy draw. Both Smith and Patriot can beat Patriot. Uh, Smith and Lancetown can beat Patriot, I mean, on the road. But, gosh, you'd rather wait to see them in the state semis than in the quarters, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, again, there's another situation where the state game is going to be in the semis. Hayfield, Thomas Edison, James Madison, South Lakes, the other four teams in six, class six, that is, on the boys' side, as South Lakes beat Madison 61-49, that region 6D final over there. All right, as we go to uh, class six on the ladies' side for uh, – girls basketball region 6a it was not a pretty situation for the local teams manchester and thomas dale going to play for the region final there so no local flavor for class six moving on down to the class five on the girls side guess who's going back to the state championship or i should say the region championship game he might be going back to the state championship game again because he's always there it seems like darnell dozier of the princess Anne cavaliers as his lady Cavs were victorious. They jumped out to a 27-0 lead in the semifinals against Indian River, who they beat 53-16. They're 22-1, number one seed. They're going to be playing Monday at 2 o'clock at the Scope against Salem, who was 19-4 and won on a game-winning shot. Did Salem, in fact. How about this? They ended up getting the victory uh, 43-41 on a Anaya Lindo putback with .8 seconds to go. They were uh, up in that game, got behind in that game, 
pulled it out at the end. Salem at 19-4, taking on PA, who was 22-1 on the season. And, oh, by the way, Darnell Dozier now, 708-57 is his career record. 16th consecutive state tournament ticket punched for him. Uh, have fun beating those numbers for anybody coming up in the coaching ranks. Good luck with that. That's, that's, that's NBA Live. NBA Live? That game's been out of business. You're tripping, Ed. It, tripping. Now, wait a minute. Somebody else said you was tripping this year. Yes, You're I've been, I've been told. Yeah. Yeah, you stop tripping. Pick right. your feet up. All right. All right. What else we got here on the girls' side? Menchville, Norview, region final in 5B. It's going to come your way on Tuesday at 4 o'clock at the scope as Menchville beat Bethel 69 to 33. Norview's going to take on Woods. Uh, Norview's beat Woodside 52 to 24. So Jonathan Wilson's Lady Pilots at 23 and 3 overall, taking on the defending state champs who are 22 and 1. Certainly a lot of weapons for Menchville. Uh, it's hard to go against them, although your former player and Jonathan Wilson, I know you are partial to him. Uh, I think the difference maker could be Amari Smith, who was the Tidewater and state player a year ago for Menchville and Coach Adrian Webb, but they're balanced. They have five or six girls that can get it done. Norview is no slouch. I do think we get a rematch with those two possibly seeing each other again, and that's to say that one of them will probably play Princess Anne in the quarterfinals and beat them, which Norview did a season ago. I, I can't go against John. I, I, want, I want to see John win and get it state title. What you want to see doesn't, doesn't always yeah. result in what you know, happens. Therefore, because therefore, I, I know he's not going to listen right now, I see Menchville beating Norview and uh, – and then you're telling me Menchville could play PA in the... Well, they could play Norview. Norview or Menchville, one of them will play PA in the quarterfinals. That is a given. There's no could. One will play them because they're going to states as is Salem. I, I can't believe I'm making this comment. I think Menchville takes them both down. Takes both PA and Norview down? Yeah, well, that's not going out on a limb. They've been, right. They're defending state champs and they're right. tops in the region for a reason. Uh, by the way, you also have in Class 5 on the girls' side... For what it matters, you have is we're going to run short on some time to go through all these brackets. Again, it'll be up on virginiapreps.com. Max Preps has brackets. You can find them all over your social media accounts and anywhere on the internet. You've got uh, Glenn Allen, who handed Princess Anne's only loss of the season, taking on L.C. Bird. Have you heard? Bird is the word in the Region 5C championship game. Uh, Glenn Allen could be as good as anybody in Class 5, by the way. They beat Godwin 45-27. And meanwhile, you also have going on in the girls bracket uh, from class 5 region D as we're going to run out some of these brackets here Massaponics playing William Fleming moving on to class 5 on the boys side yesterday Minchville saw two of its standouts get injured in the second half first it was AJ Clark going down the VMI commit then it was Etienne Struthers the Appalachian State Pledge Monarchs are done 22-0 season ends at 22-1 Woodside beats them 57-39 as the Wolverines get it done Great job by Stefan Welsh's Wolverines, who lost to Menchville twice during the season, but the Richmond signee Trevor Smith was spectacular at 17 of his game-high 30 points in the fourth quarter. I got a chance. I've seen Woodside. I saw him play in the summer, and I saw him play in the fall, and I saw him play the other night against Norview. And they are loaded. They come at you. They come at you with people off the bench. And, you know, people were saying it was an upset Woodside not no. Mitchell. I, just, I picked Woodside to win, so I don't yeah, know where else upset and, talk is coming from. That's it's shocker. Based, that's based on seed, number one, and number yeah. two. And, and hats off to Lamont Struthers and Mitchell crew up there. 22-0, you get through that conference undefeated is unbelievable. And and, and I, it is not a major upset. But it's unfortunate that he was not able to have his full squad and the injuries and whatever. And I'm not going to start debates, well, if he would have had his full squad, they would have won. They, we beat him twice before. 
No, it just it's the way it happens, and you got to deal with it. And I and no excuses are made for nobody. Lamont's not an excuse type guy, anyways. But that's a tremendous season. You talk about coaches of the year, guys that go undefeated, never get any credit. And and in that division of what they did there and the other teams they played, he deserves some. Well, they're now twenty-two and one, and injuries are a part of the game and life. And uh, here comes a rant. We don't have enough time for it, Dino, from Ed, because Menchville at twenty-two and one is done. Meanwhile, you have an eleven and thirteen team going to the states. More of them in a second, but Maury, a winner coming from behind in the second half against Kickatan, fifty-one to forty-five. Did Justin Bass play for Kickatan? I think he's been out with the hand injury. You would know. I don't think he played. He, he missed our Virginia Preps Classic. I think he has a broken hand. Didn't play. That which was two different them. games last. Two different halves last night. Yeah. Kickatan pretty much ran the whole first half on him, and then here comes more. All right, and in Region 5A, by the way, that Region 5B championship will be coming up on Tuesday, 8 o'clock at the Scope. Region 5A boys final is going to be uh, Monday at 8 o'clock. Princess Anne, the number one seed at 19-5, a winner over Kempsville, 57-40. And Green Run, the sixth seed, Kenneth Harris' Stallions, they win a 36-28 game with Salem where they were down 10-6 at halftime, and they are 11-13 going to states. How about that? Two games below 500. A lot like Bayside last year, they're moving on to the state playoffs. I think PA probably takes that one. I would say so. Class 4, real quickly, it's going to be Kingsport, as we mentioned, going to the state quarters. They'll play the Matoka of Verina on the boys' side. Girls' side at Hampton Girls won pretty comfortably last night over Kings Fork. They will be taking on either Hanover or Matoka. And Kings Fork will take on the region champion from 4B on that side. Today at the Norfolk Scope, you've got two girls' games, two boys' games. Uh, 5 o'clock, Hopewell, Petersburg. 7 o'clock, Lafayette, Lake Titter. I'm going to Hopewell and Lake Titter with Lake Titter winning the championship on Tuesday at 6 p.m. Do you concur or do you go oppo? I'm going to concur. I'm, not, I'm looking at Petersburg. Uh, I guess I'm going by tradition in the past, but I'll, I'll stick Hopewell and Lake Titter. Sure. All right. We'll put that shrimp from the hospitality room on it since you said it was so great and better than mine at Virginia Wesleyan. Oh, yeah. You dirty dog. I'm That's going to hey, do it. You know me. I talk truth. You, you, no, you lie. You're still tripping. We're out of time, and we're going to do it again next week. Lord willing, I may be here. I may be in Florida. Ed will be here one way or another. Wait a minute. Why can't I be in Florida? You can't go. You're not allowed. You've been banned. What did it say? You're the odd man out on this thing. We spun, we spun the wheel, and you're the odd man out. That's going to do it for 757 Saturday Sports Talk. We thank Dino on the other side of the glass. And uh, keep it tuned to VirginiaPreps.com for all your high school hoops coverage today from the scope. And enjoy your sports weekend. Coming up next, it's Creighton, Villanova, a Big East College Hoops matchup. I got Creighton. How about you, Ed? Really on the upset. All right, well, you, Dino, split the baby here. He's got Villanova. I got Creighton. I'm going to go with, uh, you know, for once I'll side with Ed. Good job, Dino. Uh, (laughs) Bad guys. You must hate Blue Jays. It's not baseball season. It's basketball season. Keep it tuned right here to 94.1.